0: Jersey Jack Pinball Recruiting, Spooky Pinball Recruiting,
1: Dutch Pinball Recruiting, Happy Birthday Wayne Nyans. Hi and welcome to the uh, Pinball Magazine and Pinball News monthly uh, recap podcast uh, discussing all the uh, pinball industry news of the previous month, in this case the month of July. My name is Jonathan Newson, and I'm joined here with...
0: I'm Martinaev of Pinball News. I was going to say Pinball Magazine then because you... Oh, uh, well, you wish you were you working took, for me. <laughs> oh, well, maybe one day. <laughs> if, I, if I get a promotion. No, so, Pinball News and um, yes, it's been, I was going to say it's been a, a quiet month, but it's, there's been a lot going on, but there's no sort of big breaking stories no there's no big releases.
1: reveals no new new um, games or anything like that but there's still lots to report on actually
0: yeah i think so um so we're not wasting any more time let's we'll get straight on with it then and uh, and uh, start with um, you know the biggest company of them all stern right. from elk, from elk grove village and um, they've been very busy basically releasing new code for uh, four different games and doing their social media stuff as well. And right. Sort of activities and things. Uh, so let's, let's just do the, the social media stuff. We have a, a video um, released in the past month of uh, Jeremy Packer, a.k.a. Zombie Yeti. And he's been talking about uh, his career in, um, in, as an artist um, and then his move back into, into illustration, having um, given that up for a long time. And at the point at which he started doing work for Stern Pinball, um, you know, starting with uh, Ghostbusters and then moving on to Primus, Deadpool, Iron Maiden, and uh, most recently Teenage uh, Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right. So, so he's uh, sort of showing some of his techniques and the equipment he uses and talking about you know, his inspiration and um, the sort of requirements he had. Well, he was doing the most recent game, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
1: Right. Well, he recently also was a guest on the uh, Super Awesome Pinball Show, actually two episodes. Uh, It was a very lengthy interview. I haven't uh, seen the video yet, but I look forward to diving into it. I think it was available for Stern Insiders, right? Uh, Originally, yeah, but now it's available for everyone. That tends to be the way with their
0: stuff. So uh, at least I was able to watch it, and I'm not signed up to it. Okay. and it seemed to be a, um, it wasn't an incredibly in-depth interview or anything like, uh, like the super awesome pinball one was it's, um, it's, you know, but it's uh, interesting enough and of course it's, uh, it has the visuals which, uh, which are somewhat um, helpful when discussing art right so, so that's um, that Zombie Yeti Jeremy Packer interview mm-hmm. um, Dwight Sullivan was also interviewed he was uh, interviewed as part of the uh, the virtual Southern Fried Game Room Expo that show, of course, had to be cancelled, but they moved it online and did a, did a bunch of um, social media things. Interviews, panels, um, demonstrations, that kind of stuff. So you can watch Dwight, uh, Dwight's, um, who's obviously a uh, senior software engineer or coder, or I don't know exactly what his title is. But he's um, probably the most one of the most experienced, along with Lonnie, um, at uh, writing game code. So you can watch his interview um, on um, YouTube and on um, Southern Pride Game Room Expo Facebook page. Interestingly, uh, you can't find that on the show's website, which is um, well, pretty they much might set still up it later on. Yeah, well, that the show's website seems to be sort of focusing more on um, the 2021 show now. Okay. Um, so. There were details about what was going to happen in 2020, but but no no um, information about the, the the virtual side of it. So uh, stick to, well, Facebook's probably the best way to go, um, Southern Pride Game Room Expo. Right. It's, so.
1: the, it's the page there. Okay. You can see Dwight's interview. Uh, I still have to watch that as well. And uh, so uh, I'll, I'll definitely be looking that up. It's always interesting to see. Uh, what Dwight has to say although I do tend to think and here we get to a personal opinion um, uh, When last time I I, uh, saw Dwight talking about the code of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles I -hmm. got the idea that he's uh, as is very typical for a programmer he's so deep into the game that um, uh, he's making the game uh uh overly complex it seems to appeal to more players while well, i'm actually afraid that it might be uh, uh actually steering people away from it because there's so much stuff going on and um it's just becoming too difficult especially with a team that appears to be rather um easy to approach so to speak easy to walk up to so uh but that 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 might just be my opinion and um not worth anything else really? than just my two cents. I think that's a skill, isn't
0: it? In in writing software, you have to you have to do on on at least two levels, if not more. Has to be instantly accessible to novice players or to people who don't want to spend a huge amount of time getting in deep into the rules. Right. Just want to have some fun, but also have that depth in there for those people who who buy the game for their own use and and want to have some longevity in in uh, in the gameplay and I don't right. want to get bored with it too quickly.
1: Uh, I think I think it's a, uh, a separate skill. Uh, or a skill in itself uh, to sort of be able, to, uh, um, as a programmer, to sort of take a step back so you can mm. sort of more have a helicopter view on what, what's going on with the game and then see whether it's appealing to, to everybody. And um, the last time I, like I said, what I saw with Dwighty was uh, talking about all sorts of possibilities that you have within the go- uh, code. When you reach this, and when you reach that, and then you can do this, and and I'm like, I just want to flip the ball around and have some fun, and I don't want to be concerned. I, I mean, tournament players, I get that, but at this point, we're talking about a new game, and I'm, I'm I'm just like, give me something fun, give me a fun objective to go for, and and uh, and let me discover the game from there. So yeah. I was a bit overwhelmed, so to speak, with. Um, well, obviously, you have. Uh, uh, I, I think that goes for any uh, programmer or coder uh, who is very into a game that is taking a few steps uh, or skipping a few steps compared to uh, the audience watching because he's already so deep into it, and that that sort of okay, that that sort of triggered my my earlier response. So. Well, sure. I mean, it, 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 it may be that there's already a
0: you know a, a good, um, enjoyable, fairly simplistic level of the game there, which is you know great fun for the casual players to to play, but not that interesting to talk about. And what he's talking about are the much more esoteric bits that most people won't get to see on location, but the homeowners would appreciate it as being there and uh, would want to buy the game knowing that they won't get bored with it that quickly because they, they'll keep getting further and further into it and finding more and more features knowing right. that they're there rather than you know, thinking that that's all there is to the game is what you see initially and uh, thinking it's quite a shallow game. Which, yeah. you know, not necessarily a bad thing either having a very shallow game but um, it's not something that people tend to, to hold on to for the long term Is it? if uh, we've seen that before on, on some of the games from, from various manufacturers who, who haven't uh, had particularly deep rule sets, and those games tend to not stay in their collection for that long. Right. Although that said, you know some of the great games. Um, I'm thinking of Attack from Mars and the Adams Family and games like that, you know which were you know, hugely popular and still are. They
1: don't have anything like deep rule sets. Uh, yeah, but they're to, still appealing. Yeah. 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 And uh, yes. uh, personally, for me, though that that level of of depth. For me, as a, um, I'd say, probably average player, I'm not a, a big tournament player, uh, but as an average player, that's deep enough for me. Mm. Yeah. It, gives me still, it still gives me the chance to, uh, uh, every few games, uh, get to uh, the wizard mode or whatever it is, um, without um, having the idea that there is a wizard mode that I'll never be able to get to.
2: Mm.
0: I understood, yeah, I agree. Um, as I said, you know, those games are great fun to play as well and um, don't require you to spend you know, 100 plus hours studying the rule sheet and practicing all these different features and modes and combining them and uh, and trying to get the best scoring opportunities. But uh, there we go. We've got a bit sidetracked there. Anyway, and um, so... Let's just carry on with uh, the more social media thing, and uh, one of the long-term, longer-term things that Stern have been doing over the past many weeks has been uh, their Stern Showdown, right. which has uh, basically been a, uh, inverted quotes, battle to find the, the most popular, or most voted for, should we say, um, Stern pinball game. And it started with a whole bunch of games. I forget how many there were originally—maybe thirty-two or something like that—and boiled it down to the final two, all um, achieved by by people uh, voting or posting on uh, social media channels. I think both uh, Facebook and Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the final two were uh, Iron Maiden and Lord of the Rings. Yeah,
1: that's uh, kind of surprising to me, but okay.
0: Yeah, yeah well um, Lord of the Rings was very, very popular at the time a big seller for Stern
1: yeah but well, I wouldn't consider it a top two game for them and no, no, no offence George Gomez but at the time I found the game uh, especially in its uh, uh, audio implications or uh, the way it was used uh, very repetitive and um, the, the ball times are extremely long you can't use the game in tournaments because it will take forever um, and so uh, I think, uh, not taking away uh, anything from that game, but I think Stern have produced better games uh, since then, especially in the, in the past, I'd say, eight years, something
0: like that. Yeah, I wonder if there's a certain amount of nostalgia there, because I think when, uh, when Lord of the Rings came out at the time, it was you know, almost like a groundbreaking game, the way that it, um, it had the Balrog and it had the, the Ring in particular. And the and the, uh, the tricks that the ball could do to hold the, uh, the the game could do to hold the ball in the ring, and then you know, sling it backwards through the through the backboard and onto the ramp. Yeah, there were a lot of troubles with it: uh, overheating and uh, the octaves not working properly and uh, the bow as well. But you know, it was, uh, at the time, it was a, a very fully featured game, and um, that basic layout
1: went on to. No, it would be very similar for uh, like Batman as well. Yeah, um, but and, but, uh, but that layout was already similar to things that we had seen in the nineties from another manufacturer. And um, true, yes, was it like yeah? So yeah, not uh, to like, uh, yeah, so. yeah, go into it too much,
0: but um, well, it, no, it won by the votes, and um, so Iron Maiden actually won in the end. That was the uh, deemed the best turn game. It won by 59% to 41% for Lord so, of the Royal so, so,
1: did we have the Iron Maiden army chiming in as well?
0: Uh, well, I
1: don't know. Um, certainly, we had that with uh, Metallica, didn't we? When yeah, the, when that's that was quite again. surprising that Metallica is actually n- uh, not not uh, a finalist game. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, Maybe and they and found a way of discounting those votes.
1: Um, yeah, and then still, um, I think if, if we're talking about. Um, most successful games for Stern um, Metallica should definitely be one of that because I think it's one of their longest running games um, ever I'd say probably AC/DC was um, probably the most successful game
0: they've done in terms of units sold but Metallica's can't be that far behind I probably wish they, they could have made some more uh, limited editions of that beyond the, beyond the two that they did
1: yeah so
0: Oh, well, oh, well, congratulations
1: I made, to uh, the team of Iron Maiden for winning uh, the Stern Showdown for whatever it's worth.
2: Yeah,
0: that's right. Um, so those are the kind of main. Um, oh no, I was gonna no, we well, we'll uh, got all the right, about Comic Con as uh, yeah. well. Oh. well. I was going to mention because um, normally this month is uh, they would have Comic Con in um, San Diego. Right, but of course, the current climate, that kind of thing, it can't take place. So it was like many others, virtualized as the uh, Southern Pride Game Room Expo was. And um, Stern's participation was a, a live Q&A uh, featuring Jack Danger, of course, about um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And uh, it was shown on his uh, Deadflip stream on Twitch. So you'll be able to find that there and, I'm sure, on uh, his YouTube channel as well. So that, um, Stern, not able to, um know, be there physically, but... Um, but did it over the the internet as an online event mm-hmm. as well. With so um, um, I can't remember exactly who their partners were. was. It Nuclear Blast.
1: Uh, yeah, you know, usually you it is.
0: See, yeah, so I think that was done this year again you know, with them. they're normally on their stand, I think at the show. Yeah. So um, catch that out. Uh, catch that. Check that out. To find out or Check it out. Catch it out. You, know. um, if you want to find out more about, um, even more, about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles than you got from from listening or watching uh, Zombie Yeti and uh, Dwight talk right. about the game
1: as well. All right, so, Then there was also something about the um, uh, uh, an update to the Noteboards firmware.
0: Yeah, um, basically the, in, in July we had updates for four games, which are uh, Elvira's House of Horrors, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Stranger Things, and Jurassic Park. All of which include, as part of the the, um, the updates, um, an update to the Node boards um, in, um, firmware. So um, that in itself, I would say, is a is a good enough reason to update the firmware, on, also the software on those uh, four games, if you if you've got any of them, or indeed all of them, because um, Node boards are, you know, have been a little bit. Um, shall we say, temperamental, and uh, liable to damage. So you want to want to update the firmware on there to the latest version to increase the stability on them and you know, keep them going as long as possible. You don't want to have to replace noteboards unless you absolutely have to.
1: And I'm sure putting the latest firmware on there will, will help keep those running but smoothly. I do have an, a question about that because I do remember... Um, at uh, one of the previous EAG expos uh, in London, where um, uh, just replacing uh, or updating a game uh, caused one of the games to to burn out um, or or blow up one of the noteboards, so. Uh, either they're uh, rather fragile for uh, being touched or whatever whenever a game is being updated. or uh, So I'm wondering how is uh, a new firmware going to protect them from uh, any outside errors that might be occurring when you're updating a game and, like accidentally touching something, making a short and, and, and off you go, they're uh, another board fried. Well, the uh, firmware
0: won't made to protect against electrical shorts or um, interference, but it, um, if the cause of the the board's failure in that case was due to it being sent some signals they didn't understand and something locking on, then if you can update the firmware to deal with those cases where it gets sent messages or uh, um, garbled messages... That um, it can't deal with, then it can deal with them in a much more no. Either ignore them or deal with them in a more graceful way and uh, not turn things on and off, um, which we shouldn't be turned on and off. You know, it's uh, at the end of the day, the, it's software that's driving the hardware. Um, so, if the software, the firmware in this case, um, can can be more made more bulletproof and deal with exceptions and unexpected circumstances, then. That's a very good reason to update it, and it could could help it to, to avoid self destruction. You know, we, all this time we've been talking about over the years, talking about you know whether people should be able to release um, custom versions of, of, of uh, software for pinball games, and uh, the manufacturers classically say, "Oh, well, we don't want people writing code that's going to turn lock a coil on and set fire to the game, and uh, we'll be held liable for that." Well, it's just the same kind of thing, I and mean, it's uh, it's a node board, so if they can uh, they can improve quality of the software, the firmware in this case, um, to prevent things like that happening and um, overloading bits either on the board itself or on the rest of the play field, then you know, it's certainly worth updating the software to, uh, to try and prevent that happening.
1: Right. Okay. So uh, while well, you already mentioned the uh, uh, four games that received code updates, you want to uh, briefly address what these code updates include? Yeah, we won't spend too long on them because it's, it's pretty boring if you haven't
0: got any of them. But um, so virus House of Horrors up to version 0.98 added a couple of new deadhead characters called Doubleheader and Clown. Um, some more lighting effects, scoring changes, uh, some audio cleanups, some new video and sound, and
1: there's a couple of minor bug fixes in there as well. Uh, I think Did I you know, heard some new music in there as well.
0: Yeah, all oh, right, okay. That's good. Um, not sure whether it's in that one. Uh, that, yeah, yeah, well, that I. think I new sound. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah, that's good. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, obviously it was was beyond version 1 when it was released, thanks to the, uh, the delay in, in actually releasing it, but that's in version 1.10 now. Um, they've added a new Final Battle Challenge that allows you to play the wizard mode um, as a separate thing that's been done on other games, and it's now available on Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja, Ninja Turtles as well as a lot of... Um, other adjustments to allow and disable um, that kind of feature, and and other features as well in the game, um, as well as setting default behaviours for. It's got this uh, game modes where you can do collaborative and team play and all that kind of stuff, and uh, one versus three and three versus two and well three versus one. Um, so that's all uh, that can be set as default behaviour now for the game, uh, along with uh, when the final battle challenge is available. Um, I made some some. Um, some tweaks to Ninja Pizza multi-ball, the difficulty level of that Um, there's a default setting for that and some scoring and
1: mode tweaks and oh, we added some shaker motor effects as well, some more shaker motor effects into the game Oh, Speaking of of, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, Hmm? uh, I understood that uh, the game is now finally available in the UK and uh, elsewhere in Europe as well Yes indeed, yep, we've seen them
0: over here yeah. Although, interestingly, um, well, I say interesting. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's a really boring fact. But when the when the TV series was first released in the UK back in the was it the eighties or yeah, seventies? No, eighties. 80s,
1: eighties. might have been the eighties. Um, if you're talking about the cartoon pr- series, yes.
0: Yeah, they weren't allowed to call it um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, what did they call it? Well, ninjas were seen as, you know, a bad thing at
1: that time. People to go around killing others and basically murdering. Oh, but uh, don't get, don't understand, don't think that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a kiddies theme or something. No, these are badass dudes. You're basically cheering (laughs) on the bad guys.
0: Oh, are you? Oh, okay.
1: Right. They're Ninjas.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing. You see, so that, that they weren't allowed to call it that because it was it was aimed at children, at the cartoon series, and it was seen as, you know, corrupting. I guess. Uh, so it was actually called Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles huh. over here.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: odd, isn't it? But um, back in the days when this kind of they were uh, disrupting the entire was
1: city, and we call them heroes. <laughs> well, I guess they were trying to rescue people wasn't that the idea yeah but in the meantime causing so much inconvenience for others I, <laughs> I mean all the damage they cause that, uh, that's hardly the behavior of a hero I think well it was, it was
0: seen as more acceptable to call them that than uh, ninjas, so but um, I haven't heard anything more about that since. And uh, such as the power of global licensing, though, I think that that kind of uh, that title disappeared into the dust, and they've been ninjas ever since. And ninjas aren't seen as such a bad thing these days. No, well, wait until they throw one
1: of those metal stars at your face. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so moving on. Um, New code. Um, Stranger Things next. Uh, 0.97, almost at one. Just um, a couple of minor, well, not a couple, but a few minor changes there. Um, a couple of the multi of uh, behaviours have been changed. That is, um, send it back multi-ball and uh, total isolation to multi multi-ball. The uh, the way they work has changed slightly, as well as the scoring for them, and a couple of minor bug fixes as well in there. So as I say, not not a big big deal, but. Um, worth having obviously and finally jurassic park that's up to version 1.02 which has uh, added some extra rewards um and option that added the uh, escape nublar challenge um which is you now like the uh, like the teenage mutant ninja turtles final battle challenge where you just play the wizard mode as a standalone thing well now you can turn off the randomness on that if, uh, if you particularly want to. Mm. If, um, particularly if you're doing it as a sort of uh, a tournament type game and just play that that mode and remove all the randomness so it would be uh, a, quite a short and, and quite a nice way to, to run a tournament just playing that one mode. It also has some new sound calls uh, some even more high school table entries and uh, there was a bug in the, in the code for the topper um, if that's the one that spells out Jurassic Park. I think that's the is that the six hundred dollar? Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, that's
1: it. That's
0: the one. Okay. Uh, well, it lights up each letter for Jurassic Park, and apparently, if you had, if you had all twelve letters lit but um, didn't start the mode and depowered the game, then when you repowered it, you would never be able to restart that mode. Hmm. So, uh, so that's been fixed in version one point oh two. So, uh, and I say all those all those four have the new four um, the new node board firmware. As part of their update, so uh, so there you go. That's um, I think that pretty much wraps up our stern pinball news.
1: Right. Okay. So still to come, the news from uh, Jersey Jack Pinball, Spooky Pinball, American Pinball, Multimorphic, Deep Root Pinball, Home Pin, Dutch Pinball, and what have you. But let's continue with Jersey Jack Pinball. Yeah, um, there was a uh, the latest
0: um, Jersey Jack Pinball podcast interview was released uh, just recently.
2: Yeah,
0: and this is uh, Ken Cromwell's um, podcast. So he interviews uh, although he's, I think they said they're not all going to be interviews but they, they tend to be interviews and the most recent one uh, they talked to or he talks to uh, sculptor peter dawn who makes uh, many of the models used on the game, such yeah. as uh, the uh, Pirates of caribbean and yeah smog um, and um, so he talks about the process of making those those models and the, uh, the getting the authorization as well from the uh, the source. and also talks to uh, senior software developer Ted Estes um, about the process of, uh, well, basically the game development process from uh, from the very beginning, from the playfield layout through to actually having a
1: complete, fully functional game. Right. Okay. Well, speaking of seniors, um, I'm not. Sure, exactly whether we addressed this uh, in our previous podcast because I think we had mm-hmm. it before the news got go public. I did address it in the Pinball Magazine uh, newsletter, uh, but did we already discuss Jim Petler being hired as uh, chief operating officer at uh, Jersey Jack Pinball?
0: I'm pretty sure we did, yes. Yeah,
1: okay. Sorry, um, my uh, memory <laughs> sort of is a little bit hazy on that. Um, it's already a month ago, you know, and the yes, I know. Time. Yeah. So. A lot happens in, in the pinball world in a month, but uh, but yeah. Um,
0: so, um, yeah, I was just going to mention that um, when they first brought these pinball podcasts out, were uh, Jersey Jack ones, they were called Behind the Backgrass, I think. Yeah. That was the kind of branding that, that was used, but that seems to have disappeared now, and they seem to just be called the, the Jersey Jack Pinball Podcast. Okay. Uh, I don't look at the uh, at the site where all the all the podcasts are hosted, and uh, that name doesn't seem to appear anymore. Okay. So there
2: so. you go.
0: Oh wow! Well. Just a minor, you know, little, uh, little thing to
1: pick up on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Now right. we were um, we were wondering whether they were uh, up and running yet. At, uh, no, exactly where they were with the uh, with the manufacturing. Well,
1: there was, uh, was basically. Um, uh, I have to explain to the listeners. Um, Uh, Currently, Jersey Jack Pimble uh, posted on social media that they are recruiting for a lot of uh, uh, new employees for their Elk Grove uh, production facility, including production managers, uh, quality control inspectors, quality control specialists, production group leaders, assemblers, Product support supervisors, uh, product support technicians, logistics specialists, inventory clerks, and stock chasers. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm reading that from a pa- piece of paper. Uh, it just make me laugh—the idea of a stock
0: chaser. There's somebody running around the factory trying to trying to chase Stop, stock items.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, so with them looking for so many. Uh, uh, different um, people, so to speak, uh, that made me wonder whether they were already in production, mm. uh, because it could be that if you're not, if you don't have these people, then um, would you be already be building games? So I uh, briefly checked with um, uh, Jack Warnieri of uh, Jersey Jack Pinball, um, and he uh, basically briefly confirmed, yes, they are already manufacturing games in. The Elgrove Village facility. So, because mm, previously I
0: think we we've seen that they were shipping games from there. Yeah. but we weren't weren't clear whether they'd actually been built at that facility or whether they been built back in uh, Jersey? Oh, back in New uh, Jersey. Yes. Yeah, Lakewood. Yeah, um, and and then shipped up along with all the other inventory.
1: Mm-hmm. But no, they are. They are building games, so good news there. It doesn't say and, how, man, how many games they are building, but they are building games, so that's a good thing. No, so going back to that list of uh, of,
0: of jobs, if you're, uh, you or anyone you know might be interested in uh, applying for any of those, then get in contact with uh, Josie Jack Pinball. It says, pinball experience is preferred. Which is a good thing, um, but not necessarily always. You know, some of those um, like quality control specialists might might actually be better to have experience in a different but related field. With they um, could bring that that experience into the pinball realm. But also interestingly, uh, so, and almost inevitably, given the location, uh, it says um, it's also preferred if you are bilingual um, in Spanish as well. So, does that mean you have to speak two types of Spanish? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't say English is a requirement. So, uh, this is bilingual in Spanish. Hmm. Uh, So, um, yeah, Uh, get in touch with uh, Jersey Jack Pinball if you or anyone you know fancy getting involved in in building pinball machines. And uh, there's quite a lot of different roles there
1: as well. So, the the only position that um, uh, surprises me is not listed is um, uh, test players. <laughs> I bet there's no shortage of those, right? So, but interestingly, it's like the test player position that usually results, uh, or in the past resulted in those type of people uh, becoming pinball designers in the end.
2: Yes, that's
0: true. Yeah, the, but they tended to be the well, not to say always um, um, tournament players as well. But quite a lot of those have been snapped up by other companies already, haven't they? Some of the top players. So maybe they are um, these days that they seem to want to do a lot. All companies, I think, seem to want to do all their, their quality control and, and uh, testing in-house right? rather than uh, sort well, of put them out on location and do the sort of location reports like they used to
1: do Well, uh, well when there were multiple companies. But but even yeah. barely in the 60s, I mean, uh, we, we just mentioned Jim Petler. I remember mm-hmm. uh, from... Uh, interviewing Jim Petla for Pinball Magazine number three, um, that he explained that he started out as a, uh, uh, a tester internally at Bradley, um where he basically had to to play the game as many times as he could and report uh, and uh, write down for each game the score and uh, how long he was playing, how long uh, the, the, each ball time was, and so on. Um, they used that internally to sort of tweak the game before it went out on location to be placed at a um, uh, at a test center to see how it performed.
0: Right. Okay, so that, that would have been in, um, what, in the 60s, 60s or Yes, 60s, yes. Yeah. 60s, yes. So, so I'm guessing at that time they were putting out, we were putting out, I don't know, four or five different models a year?
1: Mm, probably more.
0: Yeah? Okay, so say one every two months. Yeah. Um, these days, you know, someone like Joseph Jack Pinball is, is currently putting out a game every 18 months to That's two true. years in, in some cases, so you'd be doing a lot of testing of the same game if you were playing that one game continuously for, for 18 months.
1: Well, it's not available for 18 months. Obviously, you can only play it um, once it's completely developed. and um, It's not like the game is developed in two days and then you can play it for 18 months. No, but you could also keep playing it
0: after it's been released in order to, to no, apply that experience to updates. So yeah, I'll, I'll, an average you no know, time between games of say a year. Um, I don't think you could you could usefully keep some uh, somebody who's purely a pinball tester employed for that time. Right. So m- maybe better to
1: get other people in the factory to do it. Um, yeah, on the other oh, hand, you don't want people too, being too experienced in pinball because it still has to be, a, be appealing to, to novice players. Absolutely. I mean, that's. Uh, that's I guess that, that comes back to what Stern do
0: and try to get everybody to play the game and give their feedback to it. And you know, even those people who who only have a, a passing interest in the game, in, in as much as they work in a pinball factory, they might not be interested in playing pinball normally, but they, they can give their feedback Right. So, so uh, and also, you know, we, we talk about talking to Jack just now, and he's confirmed about the building games. Jack's also been busy on uh, social media uh, wishing a certain uh, Mr. Slash a very happy birthday. Um, Slash, of course, uh, famous as, uh, from his, his position in Guns N' Roses. Yeah, he's that drummer, isn't he? Oh, yeah, something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what he does. Um, S- something musicalish? No, uh, no, no. I think he. Uh, <laughs> no, he's he's their lead guitarist. Yeah, he is, <laughs> and, and a hugely talented guitarist at that as well. Yeah, uh, and, and and uh, yeah. no, and seemingly a, a lot a
1: much larger than life character as well. Right. So, so, good. um, and of, your, of course Slash is known as a uh, as an avid a pinball collector, and he even helped in the design of the uh, uh, Data East Guns N' Roses game back in the day. Yes, and rumour has it that he's very much involved in the upcoming
0: release from Jersey Jack Pinball as well, but um, they haven't confirmed what their next title is. And well, um, slashes,
1: has, Slash is involved, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be something like um, Hello Kitty or something. Yeah, well, that's his obviously his passion, but, um, but we'll see when that when they finally do
0: announce it, they. Um, they did say, and uh, this was in part of uh, Ken's pinball podcast when they're talking uh, about the. They said they were going to talk about the release strategy. Well, there wasn't really much of a release strategy. The release strategy seemed to consist of them only announcing the game when they've actually got some units ready to sell. Right, which is a well-known strategy that they've uh, they've been trying to aim for for well ever since they started, pretty much. So I'm uh, sure someday they'll get there. Yeah, well, well, now they are manufacturing, but they, they've got all these jobs to fill. Maybe they uh, need to get that done before they, uh, they're in a position to produce the game in any sort of large well, quantities.
1: I'd rather see them have some quality inspectors and so on before they ship start shipping games because I'd rather have games being inspected properly. Than, mm. <laughs> you know, and... Um, it would know. be interesting to know whether
0: all these positions existed when they were in, uh, in Lakewood. Um, or um, whether these are are new positions. Well, I don't know. Maybe they've added some extra positions that they realized they needed but couldn't fill when they were down there, and maybe they can now.
1: Right, okay. Well, um, uh, again, if you're interested in uh, working in pinball and you're in the Chicago or Elk Grove Village uh, area, here's your chance. But there's more opportunities to work in pinball if you're not in that area. And that brings me to spooky pinball. Yes, indeed. Uh, they are also recruiting, as we said in
0: our headlines. Um, they're a little more vague to exactly what they're looking for, but they're looking for people to work in their tech department. So if uh, pinball technology, uh, well, I guess we're talking about software and hardware um, design, is that something that uh, you're interested in or would like to be interested in, then give Spooky Pinball a call.
1: Uh, yeah, if those. you're in Wisconsin...
0: Nearby it I does, uh, well you say that, but you know, there's a lot of people working from home these days so, uh, and uh, given how um, Jersey Jack Pinball operated from two different facilities for a long time with their uh, their technical department and software in you know, up
1: in Bensonville um, well, uh, and, and, and Jean-Paul De Wynne operating from the Netherlands with all yeah. the uh, animations and so on um.
0: Yeah, no, um, Distance
1: working is, is a thing so that might be something. Uh, that if you, even if before you, it was a thing, before Corona, Jersey Jack was already doing that. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, the, so sort of, you, you could sort of say that Jersey Jack made that popular before Corona did.
0: Yeah, although of course one of the uh, one of the motivations or justifications for, for moving up, moving the manufacturing up to Elk Grove was to bring the whole team together into one place, and it would be uh, oh, be more effective and efficient. Rather than working in uh, remotely in, in different locations, so yeah. But uh,
1: I, I seriously, I don't see the entire Jersey Jack team moving to the Netherlands just so they can be with John Paul. <laughs> I, I really don't see that happen. Well, maybe not until they start transatlantic flights on a regular basis
0: again. No. No. But if you want to, see, if you want to work for Spooky either in uh, in Wisconsin or uh, or, or would like to propose any other plan, give them a
1: call on eight one five five four one. Zero, zero, five, four. Hold on, can uh, you repeat that? It was a little bit too quick for me. I need to make yeah. a call.
0: Call now <laughs> on 815-541-0054 anytime between 7 a.m. and 5 p.m. Central
1: Oh to Friday. Wow. Yeah, yeah 7 a.m. Uh, yeah. if, 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 you, if you're looking battery. at long day times, 7 a.m. to 5 p.m., um, um, basically, um, that's a very long time um, to be to yeah, be ten, working. Ten, ten hour days. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So if that's, that's what you're looking week. at at Spooky Pinball and you and you'd love to be involved in Pinball, then give them a call. Or we can email them at service at spookypinball.com if, Right. Uh, so, if that's more convenient. So and um, so we were uh, earlier uh, before we started recording this uh, podcast, we were uh, uh, talking off air and we were wondering how far along uh, production of Rick and Morty currently is at Spooky Pinball and I think uh, we sort of uh, understood from reports on Pinside that uh, the Currently, games uh, in the one hundred and thirties are being delivered to people uh, to customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's still uh, uh, over six hundred games uh, for Spooky Nimble to build. But um, obviously, well, there's the coronavirus; they had to move facilities, so. Um, um, and they
0: need more people as well. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, so, we, so we reckon they're probably building around about number 150 or
1: so on the uh, on the production line or, or coming up to that very soon. Right, right. So um, I'm going to, uh, from Spooky Pimo, I'm going to briefly uh, jump ahead uh, to uh, mm-hmm. Chicago Gaming um, for which we actually don't have any news to report. <laughs> um, that was quick then. Yeah, okay, but I'm still wondering. Of course, uh, uh, it has been announced that uh, Spooky Pinball and Chicago Gaming uh, are uh, working together on a uh, uh, title, uh, which way has been designed by Ben Egg. Um Did you come across any news regarding that, or whether that's their next title or... Whether it's uh, going to be um, uh, after another, uh, 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 what you call it, uh, remake title. Uh, any news on that?
0: I haven't heard anything about it. Remind me, is that,
1: is that the one that um, Chris Frenchie is doing the artwork for? I suppose it is, uh, with Chris Frenchie being hired by um, uh, Chicago Gaming. Um, what I understood was that the Ben Heck title is a game they already designed, but they're applying a different theme to it, a licensed theme, right, uh, yes. in this case. So... Um, yeah, I was just wondering, okay, since there's a connection between Spooky and Chicago Gaming, I figured I'd tie the two together. But yeah, well, we haven't got any
0: other news from Chicago Gaming this this month. So, um, so no, I basically I haven't heard anything more about uh, the progress of that game, but um, I, I it, it's going to be a Chicago Gaming built game, isn't it? It's yes. not gonna be built by Spooky. So it's it's going to probably going to overlap the Rick and Morty production. At I would have thought so.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, then, um, moving on to American Pinball. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, obviously, Hot Wheels is their, uh, their hot game. I, I was, was going to say.
1: I was <laughs> hoping you would make a pun on that oh, Sorry, sorry <laughs> still your, uh, your No, that's there. okay That's <laughs> a, a very clever of <laughs> you. yeah So that's why we get along so well yeah. uh, So yeah, Hot Wheels, it's, yes it's sort of all the time. I noticed yes. there were a lot of um, Hot Wheels pinball streams Yeah, there's been a lot of it uh, around
0: about um, uh, Too many to list really individually because you know they're all over the place and some are archived and some are, some are only live but, um, yeah, um, if you wanted to learn about Hot Wheels, the game, and um, how to play it, um, I would recommend just having a look on, on YouTube for Hot Wheels, Pinball, um, and I'm sure there'll, there'll be a whole bunch of uh, recordings of people playing games. To be honest, I find many of them quite, not Hot Wheels in particular, but watching people play Pinball, I find them quite frustrating and tedious in, in some cases because you're sort of wanting, wanting them to do various things and they don't do that. They do what they want to do. Oh. And and sometimes, you know, you're just you're getting into it, the ball drains and, because um, they're live, there's no, there's no sort of uh, editing of, of what you're seeing. You know, it doesn't just take out all the boring bits where, where, you know, you have a, a house ball or the ball, you, know, you don't actually advance the rules very much on a particular ball. But, um... So maybe the uh, the edited versions are a better a better way to go on that. But um, yeah. Yeah, even so, there's as, going back to Hot Wheels. Yep, yeah, there's there's a lot out there if that's what you want to see. And talking of Hot Wheels as well, over in Germany, Pinball Universe, um, who are an American pinball distributor um, for for Europe, I think. I think they're not just for Germany. I think they cover a, a large area. They have put together in their showroom, I think it's the one in Bund, um, a really, really great-looking uh, Hot Wheels display in their showroom with um, tracks, and Hot Wheel tracks, and, uh, and a big backdrop and a poster, and you know, all around the game to make it into a, like a, a little, almost like a Hot Wheels shrine. Oh. And uh, you know, they're, they're not, they're not. Um, Reticent at uh, putting together a, a big promotion for uh, for their for their new games, and they've uh, they've really, um, excelled themselves, I think, with uh, with the Hot Wheels exhibition they have in their showroom. So if you w- want to have a chance to go and play Hot wheels, and you're anywhere near their showroom in
1: Bund, uh, in Germany, um, certainly worth popping along and having a look and uh, right. and checking out the game. Right, I think you need to make an appointment uh, if you want to drive up there, but uh, still, that that shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Um, I'm sure these days you have to make an appointment to go anywhere, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, but uh, no, uh, Pinball Universe is uh, a great um, uh, company for Pinball, I would say. I mean, for those uh, not aware of uh, what Pinball Universe is, um, I think I wrote about them in uh, Pinball Magazine number 4 or 5, one of those two. Um, <laughs> but their showroom basically is um, uh, was nothing like I had seen before. Uh, it's almost like walking into a a car dealership with a large show yes. yeah. and um, really exhibiting the pinball games um uh, in, in in such a fashion um obviously they held tournaments as, uh, over there as well and um basically they they completely reinvented the way pinballs are being sold in germany and abroad i would say and very successfully yeah And uh, so, um, uh, obviously, we wish them uh, best of luck. It's very interesting to see what they are doing with uh, American Pinball uh, Hot Wheels. And uh, the fact that they put up such a display um, sort of tells me that they uh, are very um, confident that it's a good game as well. Yeah, I
0: think it was so well. I guess now, it's, it's so impressive that all all their facilities, but uh, particularly their their, one, their original place. Just to walk into the, the warehouse there and see you know, racks and racks and racks of, of new inbox games up on the shelves. You know, several several um, layers high, and and too deep as well, two two boxes deep. And we've surely got more more new inbox games there than they have in the Stern factory. It's just, it's just so many, and it's an incredible site. Right. And, uh, and and they sell them, which is the other thing. So all those games are being
1: sold. Yeah, and they so have a very good... they created a market. Right, and they have a very good um, um, quality control service as well. Um, I mean, uh, whenever games are coming in, each game is uh, inspected before it goes to a customer. Um, yeah. And they also um, uh, develop their own playfield protectors. Uh, for different titles, uh, which uh, you can purchase, I think they're like something around 120 dollars or something like that. Uh, in that range, 150 dollars. I don't know exactly, but uh, in in that range, uh, which are uh, uh, plastic playfield protectors that you can easily apply to your uh, playfield, but they're not adhesive or or with a, with a, mm. like a decal. You can just put them on, uh, and especially with. Um, uh, Playfields tending to uh, dimple a lot. Such a plastic protector or a playfield protector is highly recommended in order to make sure that your uh, playfield uh, stays in good condition. Obviously, it will yes. help. Uh, uh, will will uh, save you a lot of money uh, if you ever plan on reselling your game or selling your game, basically. Uh, because the better your playfield is looking, the more money you can get for it. Yeah, I have
0: a Playfield Protector of the same type, not not from People Universe, but from another company on my uh, my getaway, which I just, uh, just started, just powered up for the first time for, I don't know, probably a year, um, just the other day, and played the game, and I noticed it was a bit dirty, so I just, just put a cloth over it, um, not, not even a wet cloth, just a dry cloth, and over the Playfield Protector, it picked up a whole load of dirt, and the whole thing looked... looked bright and shiny again almost immediately so it's, it's, it's great for cleaning and uh as you say it protects the playfield underneath as well and it was it was a bit of a pain to put on the first time once because you have to take a lot of the playfield components off
2: mm-hmm.
0: but once you've done that then uh, you're pretty much set for for the life of the game and i think it's uh, the dirt doesn't seem to get underneath them um, like you think it might and it uh, it doesn't affect the the ball in fact, if anything, it makes the ball uh, roll even more smoothly because you've got no no um, sort of insert edges or dimples or ra- or raised inserts or anything like that on the play field anymore because it just flows very smoothly over protect the protector. Protect. Right. But so we're right.
1: going to get a little bit off. Uh, well, uh, I don't mind uh, giving Pimble Universe a plug because I think they do a great service uh, to, to yeah, uh, Pimbal Universe. Um, they also, they also sort of, of look,
0: look at new games when they, they first come out and, and see if, it, if there's something they, they think, think they, they that needs to be added to the game that wasn't factory installed to make, make it, you know, bulletproof. bulletproof. They'll they'll build they'll it themselves and,
1: and, and install it. Yeah, good example would be the uh, Ghost, uh, Ghostbusters kit that they did, which has a flying uh, post in between the flippers, to um, uh, because the flipper gap is so big. Uh, so it, you, you might be able to save a, a couple of straight down the middle balls. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah absolutely.
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: So anyway, that's Pinball uh, Universe. Uh, great, great job for them uh, with their Hot Wheels uh, display. And um, still on the topic of American Pinball, um, I noticed uh, that um, there's a place called TV. I think you might have mentioned this last time briefly, but uh, we didn't give the details of it, but it allows you to play uh, American Pinball's Oktoberfest, a real physical Uh, Oktoberfest game over the internet
1: yeah well they did that previously with a uh, Stern Batman game and now they basically changed the game into a um, uh, uh, American Pinballs Oktoberfest
0: but But right now they they have a tournament running on on that that game. game Uh, For the top 10 people, um, top Top 10 scores, I should say, um, between now and October the 28th. So, August the 28th, I should say, not October, August the 28th. Uh, So, basically, over the next four weeks, um, the top 10 scorers there will receive uh, Oktoberfest-themed prizes. So, so if you want to go check it out, it's 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 Uh, www.surrogate.com. S U R O G A T dot tv slash games, games slash
1: Octoberfest. That's okay, right. T- uh, in in these times, it's probably the safest way to play tournaments, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um,
0: I, would, I would guess that a uh, a fast internet connection and a uh, short ping time would be uh, very, very helpful in, in those cases. cases. So uh, probably or not going by a VPN or anything like that. But uh, and. Um, Go and, go and give and it a go. I, I, I registered <laughs> earlier um, and thought I, I would try and, uh, try, and try and play the game. It, it said I was uh, third in line in the queue to play and showed me a picture of the Octoberfest playfield um, um, in, in a track, track mode. mode, but, but I, couldn't I couldn't see anybody, anybody else playing it. Playing, so I don't know quite what's going on there. I, might, I might, might give it a go later and see if it's uh, it's it's working the way it's product meant to. I would assume I would have seen other seen people playing it, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see the number three, three go, go down. down um, and all, and all the, time the time I was waiting, which was probably you know, about about twenty, 20 minutes. So maybe people were playing long games, games, or that, that system, system wasn't working,
1: working quite right. 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 Okay. Well, um, it's still interesting to see these type of uh, developments. Uh, now, being able to play a, an actual pinball game online, uh, not not in a virtual way, but actually a physical pinball game playing online. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, when we you start, there is a little video, introductory video, and uh, we register. It. To Basically, says you know, it takes probably three to five games to actually to games get used to it. Which I mean, they obviously they mean the the, the delay, delay to you, you pressing press the, the keyboard, keyboard button and, and the, the pip activating. So, so, so they're saying you, you, you have to anticipate, anticipate it, and you you, and you take, it take to that that, that number of games to learn how much anticipation you need to put in in order to make the shots. So but, uh, but it's, it's fun, fun. let's, let's give, it give it a go, go. You know, there's, there's been lots, lots of things that have done, done online, online and as you said, it's a good way, way of uh, doing an,
1: an online, online tournament. Right, so I'm making a brief note for later on, hmm. but that doesn't matter, um, <laughs> let's move on to um, Multimorphic. A Texas based company uh, owned by Jerry Stellenberg, who uh, recently revealed um, Heist as their uh, latest game. Much acclaimed uh, or or praised game, I have to say. Um, It's very, um, um, I would almost say, 90s like type of game, uh, which is a compliment. And um, so, what's the news there? Well, that Heist game has has had a software update, not unsurprisingly. It's uh, now
0: version 0.82. We we spoke last time about the um, the intent to add Bluetooth and uh, USB headphone support to the game, and that is now included in this new update. Um, It also adds uh, uh, player profile support, which is something that multiple of you have for other games as well, which is... um, so it's a nice, nice feature. It allows, allows you to, to kind of log kind in, in when, you, when you're, you're playing, playing the game, the and it then loads the your personal preference settings. So, so you can, uh, you can uh, have, the you have the game set up the way you like it for playing at it, home. With you know, Maybe, maybe some, some people want extra balls on. And um, and you, you might have a kids, kids setting that makes the extra balls a bit easier
1: or makes some of the other features
0: more available.
1: Yeah, I think it also had to do with, since the Multimorphic Games has three... Uh, buttons on the side of the cabinet um, and Heist is using a upper flipper uh, as mm-hmm. well. Uh, and one of the profile settings would be that you could determine whether you want the, the upper flipper to be operated on a separate button or on the same flipper button. Uh, that, those are the type of settings that you can store in your profile, I suppose. Yeah, good
0: call. I mean, you <clears throat> could, could set, set up, if you, if you want to, to play, play one-handed as well, well but, uh, you can use... <clears throat> Just one side of uh, of the of the game to, to operate all three fitter. buttons, if, you, if that's what you yeah. want. But look, but well, but certainly
1: there's still room to hold a drink. That's,
0: yeah, absolutely. Okay,
1: could be yeah.
0: a, an accessibility yeah. thing as well. If um, somebody you know, know you might gotta, have broken
1: you, your, your arm or uh, uh, have, a have a disablement that stops you using it. that. Right. So we could actually so. do separate tournaments like that. You know, just yeah, yeah where you first break someone's arm and then you let them play <laughs> pinball with the other arm and see yeah. how well they are doing And see, see how dedicated you are <laughs> to the football <laughs> cause in need to break your own arm or have somebody break it for you in order to <laughs> take,
0: take part in, part in the, the tournament, tournament. Um, 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 the, but the one of the other interesting features which um, I, don't I don't think, think I've,
1: I've seen, seen
0: anywhere, anywhere else so. um, it's another, maybe yeah, 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 another uh, unique polymorphic one is it uh, allows you to save and restore a game part way through so, so if, you're, if you're, you're doing particularly well, getting getting really close towards the uh, the wizard mode, you could save the game, game and, and then uh, take a break, and then, then come, come back later, later and uh, pick up where we you left off. And I, I guess, guess if
3: if at that point
0: you, point you know drain almost immediately, was you could you could you recall the, the game
1: again, again and, and, and and try and, and have another game. go.
0: So, so it's right. almost like save save states in
1: uh, in video games. games. Right. So, um, but you still start with three balls, or do you pick up with the, the, the oh, remaining balls that you had left? I, I, think, I think you pick, pick up from exactly,
0: <clears> exactly where you were, you were when you saved the game. So, how many you have, have left, left. That's, that's, that's how many, many you have. have. Right, okay. So, it's, it's not like snapshots uh, of, of the game. No, it's, it's not, not just, just uh, you can immediately, immediately launch into, into uh, the wizard mode with, with three balls. One shot away with three balls again. I don't think so. You never know. It might, might actually be, be possible, possible to, to hack the the safe um, game state in order to add that, that, that if that's, that's what, what you want, want to do. Right. But uh, it, it also um, allows the, um, the, the, the logging in thing, also uh, the, the, the player profile, um, is, is something which is added in 0.82, as is uh, cooperative and team play, which is something we've also seen. Well, they, they've, they've had this for a long, long time, multimorphic Morphic, but it's also... Something which we've now embraced with um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And, of course, uh, as, as always can, is always the case, a few bug fixes and a couple, couple of tweaks to some of the game
1: rules. So, it's Heist version 0.82. Right, So, but there must be more news to report from Multimorphe. because oh, there's days, much more. Right? Yeah, they're always very busy over there with uh, developing uh, stuff. So, what else is there?
0: Well, apart from being like with uh, Hot Wheels, there've been loads of streams of heist gameplay. You can find those all over the place as well. I we, won't we'll go into too many details on that. Just, you know, if you want to you want to see the game in action, there's no shortage of uh, of, of feeds and recordings of those. But also, uh, going back to the previous title, um, Cosmic Kart Racing. Yeah, Cosmic Kart Racing. Um, that with the with the, with the no, fantastic LED. Um, light display on, on all the ramps and, uh, and pipes and things uh, that now has um, a, a whole new set of, uh, of artwork for it uh, for, for the cabinet, for the back box for the back glass, glass and for the apron right. uh, these are all been done by Jackson G and um, very very nice, nice. very nice much in keeping with the theme of the game, game. And they, and they are available, available to, to buy from the Multimorphic store at multimorphic.com. They, yeah. um, as with all, you know, all the artwork pieces uh, for the P3, they're all magnetic, so they, they can, can be removed and if you put, put a different, different module in, in, you can you can, you can change, change the, the side art over as well and, and the back box on the apron art. So they are available, available to buy and um, the, mag- the magnetic, magnetic set, set costs, well, well they're, they're actually available either as a bundle, which is $300 for all the pieces, $250 if you don't want the new Translite, or you can buy the cabinet, cabinet size for $100 each, back box size for $30 each, uh, the apron, which is also magnetic, uh, $25 and uh, $50, $50 for the Translite. So i say for that, the $300 bundle is probably the best best deal there. It'd make, make a saving if you buy the whole lot. But uh, so go have a look, look at uh, the Multimorphic uh, Store. Right. and see if, uh, if, if, you, if, you, if you like, like the, the artwork, artwork and uh, want to
1: change it over from, from, from what you currently are. have. Right, and uh, speaking of special deals with Multimorphic, um, they had an introduction uh offer for Heist, uh, uh, a, launch, a special launch offer, which has been extended, and uh, as far as I understand, it's still applicable. So if you're interested in uh, buying Heist at a discounted price, then uh, now's the time to act. And, and
0: not, not only that, you could also buy. I think
1: you could buy all the games
0: at a discounted price. price. I think they were doing was it was it nine 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 five for Heist and uh, well, P three with, with Heist, Heist, and I, I think fifteen nine nine five for all the games right. and all the modules um, in uh, that they, they currently have available. Not 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 in perpetuity. You could always be more titles coming out in the future. But uh, all the ones that are available now, I think that
1: that, that are available was as a bundle as well. Right. Okay. Jolly good. Yeah. So uh, I was looking so, at the uh, at the uh, uh, new cosmic card art, uh, uh, racing artwork. Uh, very nice indeed. Adds a bit of uh, characters to the game, which is always uh, always nice. Gives you more of the uh, the race feel instead of just um, uh, an, an, an anonymous uh, yes. coloured card. So uh, yeah, it, it always helps, helps if, you, if you can see your opponents and opponent, you know, you know who you, they yeah. are. Right. If you put a, a face to them. Yes, even if, even that face has, has three eyes. eyes. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. So, Right, okay, well, uh, so uh, so far, um, well, I guess that ramped it up for, uh, for Multimorphic. Um, Stay in Texas? Yes, and then, uh, what? Well, that means that we're uh, going to talk about Deep Root Pinball. Um, um, there's not much news to report on Deep Root Pinball, at least they didn't. Uh, uh, announce anything themselves, but um, there was a rumor, uh, or well, I wouldn't call it a rumor, someone uh, uh, informed me that um, he was told that Deep Root, and I should probably quote this, uh, that Deep Root Pinball did not intend to sell internationally at this time, um, which is a rather... Uh, interesting comment. Um, But uh, being good reporters as we are, I uh, fact-checked this with Robert Mueller of uh, Deep Root Pinball, the the owner of the company. And uh, basically, um, I'll, I'll, I'll basically read his response. To be honest, I have no idea where you heard that. The only thing that Uh, I've said is that we want to focus on the US market while we build relationships with distributors overseas who we will have to rely on for import export tax issues etc. In fact we have spent a lot of engineering time trying to make our machines work globally. So if you hear a rumor that Deep Root is not planning on selling internationally, um, it's basically not true. They are, and um, which is um, um, not only good news for people in Europe and Australia, I suppose, um, but based on historic uh, pinball sales, I think it's a necessity uh, because historically, usually about... 40-50% of pinball sales uh, are uh, the games are sold outside of the US which is mm. quite a big revenue for uh, for any pinball company I suppose
0: yeah it, well it's understandable that they, they, uh, they, they don't, don't have necessarily any relationships built up with distributors um, um, outside the US because those <laughs> distributors say well what product have you got and at the moment they haven't, haven't got, got any product, product to sell so. Right, so, so once they, they do have something, something to, sell, to sell, then, then maybe, maybe you know, they'll, 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 they'll be easier to, to, tell, to tell them who's, who's going to sell them. them.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah,
0: yeah. As, 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 I, I mean, it's quite right. right. So, right. so you know, right. They, they, they the distributors will right. handle all the, uh, the importation yeah. and the taxation and issues that get, go, and, and, and customs and, and duty, and all and that and stuff that has to be done in order to get the games into the country. And... That's gonna depend on a lot of factors, so you know, what's in the game, what the cost of the game is. So um, whereas oh, selling to the US market, you no, know, Deep, deep we could, we could probably do, do that
1: themselves to a large degree. I think actually uh, the plan is that they are not j- planning to use any distributors in the US. So um,
0: Well that's that's fine as far as goes, because then you have the the, the, uh, service the service issues, you know, what happens if the game goes wrong, who's, who's gonna come, come out and fix it? Is somebody going to come out from San Antonio and fix
1: it, or, or a deep, deep root going to build up their own network of pinball, pinball repairers? You know, maybe, maybe the games fit. are so good that they don't need any repairs. Well, uh, so they're, so they're
0: going uh, to change the way, the way pinball
1: you know, is built, built and works. And maybe they will be, be
0: they, they won't have any issues, but you know, uh, it'll, it'll be the first time in, in the history of the game, game. If, if that's the case.
1: Well, then it's about time that somebody made that change. That in that would be huge innovation. Well, I, I think, think we, we all, all look, forward look forward to that. To that. So uh, let's, let's, let's wait and see, see when, when that happens. Right. So, um, so while we're talking about, um, um, well, I guess you can call it still startup companies. Um, mm-hmm. We still have a company that's trying to start up every, uh, basically from every location that they move to. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, no pun intended, but okay. So we're talking about Homepin, uh, who are currently based in Taiwan. And um, well, you 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 digging that uh, into that, and uh, so what did you find out?
0: Well, well according, according to, to Mike Mike
1: Kalnowski, uh, who is uh, Homepin, pretty much. <laughs> They
0: they've still, they've still got a lot of work to do. In as we said in the last podcast, um, when they moved over from China to Taiwan, Taiwan they discovered that they use 110 the volts in Taiwan compared to the, the 220 volts used in China, and that came. Bit of a problem for their equipment. Uh, some so things, things are fine. fine. Anything that uses a, a switching power supply tends to be okay with, uh, with anything from about 90 volts up to you know, 300 volts. But uh, anything which is AC driven, like a, a motor, that tends to have more problems, particularly the frequency changes. So rather than for a, um, a voltage change, you can normally use a sort of step down transformer or, um, or step up transformer but right. if you need to change the frequency it frequency, becomes, becomes a lot, lot more complicated, complicated. so uh, I know that they've, uh, they've had to actually you know, rewind some of the windings on, on motors on various bits of equipment that they use in order to work on the, on the different voltage um at different frequencies, so that's been a bit of a pain. But in the meantime, they haven't been uh, sitting there twiddling their thumbs waiting for that to happen. As, as we also said last time, they've been fitting out the office and, uh, with uh, insulation to try and reduce the heat from the sun as it beats down on the external wall. And they seem to have done that now, and uh, Mike is very happy with the with the uh, with a much cooler environment in which they're working. They've been buying some, some new prototyping equipment to replace some of the some of the large units that they had in China. Uh, the new stuff's uh, somewhat smaller, but uh, it will be fine for uh, the, the intended use they're going to have in, in prototyping items in, uh, in Taiwan. And um, have been, although they, they have actually been producing stuff, they've been building lots of uh, replacement PCBs for Williams Games, uh, which includes um, opto-driver boards for so 3, 7, and 16 opto-drivers.
2: Mm-hmm. I know 7, I thought it
0: was an 8, but okay. Uh, he, he says 3, 7, and 16 opto-driver boards. Um, and what is doing doing, the attack from a board, which is a high-voltage device which tends to burn up a bit every now and again. Oh, so you can get replacements of those. Probably. Although, you know, it's almost these days, days with the technology moved on the way it is, you, you think, think you could, could just put, put an, a, an, an LED flash in there these days to yeah. to, uh, to replace uh, the, the the tube the, the xenon tube, which uh, it, it doesn't require a high voltage, voltage to operate. And uh, so, so anyway, anyway I'll, I'll be be surprised if somebody has brought out an LED alternative.
1: Well, maybe but that that's one of the things that Mike could get into, and, um, and uh, I can see there being a market for those. Mm, yeah, and,
0: and there's, there's also been building audio amplifier boards and um, uh, high voltage. Um, repair boards, which piggyback on top of the existing high-voltage section of the, uh, the the driver board, the power driver board, and also some electronic boards, so if you're uh, in the market for any of those, um, I don't know exactly who Hopin sells through, I don't think they sell them direct. No, I think they have several distributors that are representing yeah. them, so. Well, it's good to know those, those products are being reproduced um, and, and improved, in many ways, um, with, the, with the, the devices on the boards being much more resilient and capable uh, and of handling high high power, more than uh, some of the older devices were. So, so those are being made, made um, uh, by HomePin. So they aren't—they're uh, they're not making, making pinballs yet. They're, they're not producing China zombies uh, from their new place in Taiwan, but um, hopefully not too much longer. And uh, and and then developing future games as well. Yeah. But they are—they are busy
1: building uh, boards uh, and getting the, the place ready. Right, okay. Um, so then from Taiwan, it's um, geographically quite a big step, but then still in the same area, uh, <laughs> to uh, head down to Australia for Haggis Pinball. Um, sadly, no news. Um, no, still uh, no news. Yeah, they, they, last month they said that it would be about three more weeks before they would have some news to report, but those three weeks have passed and uh, we didn't see any news. Well, the news
0: is, uh, is another another video um, saying that they'll have some, hope to have some news in, in a few more weeks. Hmm. So it's just been, you know, they were, they were doing um, virtually daily updates on YouTube
1: for a, for a long time and on their website, and, but there haven't been any more videos released for three months. Yeah, it's all due to the coronavirus, of course. Uh, Uh, Although I don't know how that affects uh, uh, Haggis because I had the feeling that it was mostly Damien working by himself. Mm, I think think so, so, yeah. Yeah. Unless Mm -hmm. there's uh, shortages and
0: uh, supplies Uh, not 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 available available anymore, anymore, or um, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully, it's, hopefully it's not, it's not bad, bad news, and We we, we have had this before, we had a sort of hiatus in these uh, these videos being released, and they uh, used that briefly, and said, no, everything's fine, but uh, no explanation, but uh,
3: no, I think, of course, anyway. best wishes for Haggis
0: to be born and getting their, their Celts again. Um, up, and up and running, running and, um, and, 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 being, being, and ready for manufacturing,
1: manufacturing, basically. Yeah, okay. So, um, so while we're traveling the globe, um, let's keep it a little bit more local, in this case uh, for me. Mm, mm, um, I was able to actually visit the factory of Dutch pinball. I, I, yeah, I um, uh, planned a little uh, weekend with my girlfriend um, in the south of the Netherlands. And um, uh, while driving up there, we came up past uh, Roemont, uh, where Dutch Pinball is uh, located. Uh, originally, we planned to visit them on uh, a Friday afternoon as we were uh, doing a long weekend in the south. Um, eventually, that turned out to be we rescheduled and we visited them on uh, uh, the Tuesday afternoon following uh, that weekend on the way back home. And um, I had a very, uh, very nice talk with uh, Barry, the owner of Dutch Pimble. Uh, Guus was also there. And, Obviously, I had a look around. There's uh, uh, currently still five people working at uh, Dutch Pinball, um, building the Big Lebowski. But they are looking to expand, and that's no secret. So I was allowed to to share that. And uh, by expanding, um, that means that they are looking to hire more people um, in order to speed up production. But they're also looking into um, moving to a larger facility. And uh, Barry and Goos are currently actually um, uh, looking at various uh, locations. Um, And when I visited them, they just had uh, taken a look at a facility that is seven times the size of what they are currently using. Um, and well, that's one of the locations that they are considering. So, um, if they would be able to to move to such location, which obviously depends on a lot of factors, uh, but that means that there's lots of room to grow for them.
0: Right, right. And, and of, of course they need social distancing as well.
1: I I'll guess. guess. In, is, is that, that, is that, that still, still a, a thing, thing in, uh, in, in the Netherlands? Netherlands? Yes, it is. And uh, we might actually be looking at a second wave of uh, coronavirus. Um, the, the number of people being... Um, uh, uh, how do you say, um, uh, where the, the fact, disease is, well, the, well the, the, I wouldn't say in fact that I would say where the disease is diagnosed has gone up but also uh, that's partly because uh, the number of tests being held are, yeah. have been increased as well, so uh, there might be a relation uh, there as well uh, but so far Dutch pinball. Well, well they have been able to work through the coronavirus um, uh, as there are only five people and uh, um, they're able to to distance themselves from each other within the uh, in the factory that they currently have. Um, uh, so far, Dutch will continues to uh, uh, build the game uh, during the holiday season, which is now in the Netherlands. Uh, although uh, some of their employees will obviously take some time off uh, for a little holiday, uh, but mm. those who are still there will continue to keep on building games. Right, so,
0: but no no definite details on where they're
1: going to go or when they're going to go,
0: but they are certainly looking to, to get more, more employees working um,
1: to, to speed up the, the building process, I think. Yes, and uh, so if you're in Europe, um, more specifically the Netherlands or Germany, uh, or maybe even Belgium, um, and you're interested in working in pinball, um, Dutch pinball might be... Um, a party that you want to talk to and bilingual would be an <laughs> advantage okay. I, say, um, I, I suppose trilingual would be uh, an advantage <laughs> because obviously uh, Dutch Pimble is in the south of the Netherlands, it's close to Belgium which is ah, right. uh, okay, Bel- in Belgium they speak uh, Flemish which is sort of a, a variation of Dutch but they also speak French <laughs> and um, in Germany they speak German right, and, and the, the games, games in English Right, so, uh, (laughs) Quattrolingual would be very much preferred. (laughs) Uh, And and, uh, (laughs) with Dutch, working at Dutch Pimble, I suppose that speaking the Dutch language would also be recommended. Mm. Although you could probably skip that and English would do. So... um, Okay, so it will so, be interesting, um, I asked Barry uh, if there is any time frame on when he plans to move, and um, obviously he doesn't want to commit himself uh, to any timeline, so uh, 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 my guess is, I think it's safe to say, before the end of the year, hmm. we might see them move and maybe be up and running. Um, maybe sooner, we don't know, but for now, let's let's aim for end of uh, 2020. Well, that's good. I mean, the, I mean, the, the faster they, they can crank, crank games out, out the, the sooner the, the uh, early achievers can get their their games.
2: games.
0: Yeah. So, so, so the, and the, the more people the they get, get there, the, uh, the the
2: the faster, faster the games, games will be And, and, and yep.
0: of course, they also they have, have to have an eye, eye on, on on future titles. titles. You know, which uh, uh, the Bigelowski is is the current, current title, but uh, they're certainly working on on uh, yeah. games. Well, at, well, at least, least game, game 2, and um, I'm, sure I'm sure you saw things there that, that you can't do without. Oh,
1: absolutely! But, um, I know <laughs> stuff. Ooh, if you knew what I knew. <laughs> no, um, yeah, but uh, but but. Uh, so aside from uh, the company uh, planning to move, I have to say that I was very impressed with how tight the um, uh, the factory. Uh, was looking, and this was when uh, uh, everybody was working there. Obviously, uh, some workstations were uh, because people are working there, it's, it's uh, not as clean as if uh, they would have emptied the place for a photo shoot and, and, and tidy up everything. But still, I was very impressed with how they organized the whole. Um, um, selection of parts and uh, the, the workstations and everything that you have to uh, to build the game. It's a very compact area, so to speak, but uh, very efficiently uh, making use of uh, the available space that they have. So um, I was, uh, I was uh, impressed, you know, and I'm v- obviously I'm very happy to see that uh, Dutch Pinball is doing so well as they are doing as uh, a year ago. Um, we could only hope. And yeah. uh, in fact it was exactly one year ago that um, we got the light at the mm. end of the tunnel and look with where, where we are now so um, but then you have to know the entire history of Dutch people to know what I'm talking about I'm not going to repeat that but since they basically started uh, manufacturing in-house um, they have been uh, well setting up their factory and started delivering games. So yeah,
0: and Barry's so done, done what he what he, he promised, he, promised he, would he would do.
1: So you you yeah. have yeah. to yeah. Take, take your hat, hat off to for that. Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, um, I guess that well, moving on to to pinball uh, companies. Um, well, there are Circus Maximus who are working on the um, remake of Kingpin, and um, well, further down the road possibly the Python's pinball circus but um, mm. I don't think there's any news to report from them. No, news tends to come around shows and have
0: shows. So no no news at the moment. We, um, it's, it's always gonna, gonna be a long process and um and, and it's just, just even longer, longer now. Out.
1: So yeah we we'll to well, see you. But you see if we hear anything more about, about uh, Kingpin. Kingpin, and uh, that's going to be the next game, game as you said. Yeah, but yeah. Um, it is rather interesting. Um, I have been working on uh, Pimble Magazine number six, uh, which is uh, dealing with uh, or, or discussing the entire career of uh, Python Angelo, who designed. Pimble circus and he was also at capcom when kingpin was designed and um uh i came across one of the um uh, i came across a quote of python where he basically said that if it takes longer than six to nine months to design a game uh or take it into production then you better stop because it's going to be a a disaster if it takes any longer <laughs> than that um which um, well, there, there there might be some uh, truth to that, but uh, yeah. if we look at the uh, the time it's taking Circus Maximus to uh, to get things going, then if Python is correct, I'm not sure whether that's a um, a, a good sign. Well, I think uh, uh, you probably say, say six, six nine, nine months,
0: months is, is you know, building game from, from scratch <laughs> and, and ind- indicative of the, of the fact th- that there, there are some. some Basic underlying, underlying problems with with the, with the game, game to, start to start with, which um, you could have to spend a lot of time trying to patch. Whereas a game which you know, is intrinsically, intrinsically a good, good, solid game and um, only requires a little bit of, uh, i say, tinkering, tinkering around the edges, but uh, development to make it to make add more fun into it shouldn't take much longer time. than that. Yeah. Now, now we we've, we've, see, seen we've seen difficult games come out in, in the, the past, and it's it's been. Fairly obvious that they were difficult in their development, and they, they tend not to be the ones which are the most fun right. to play. So, although I don't agree with a lot of what Python says, I think I'd agree with him on that point.
1: Right. Okay, so I guess that rounds things up for uh, Circus Maximus. Uh, we hope to have uh, uh, to report news from them uh, anytime soon. Hopefully, development of uh, Kingpin will uh, continue uh, in the meantime, and I'm sure it will. But mm-hmm. they've just not been uh, very vocal about it. Uh, that's okay. Um, well, usually we don't talk much about shows, but since you already mentioned the uh, the Southern Fright uh, Gaming Expo taking place in a virtual uh, way, uh, any other show news?
0: Yeah, the, um, the Northwest Pinball um, Arcade Show um, is one I've been to a good few times, and that, but that was also cancelled, of course, and they held a Northwest Pinball Summer Camp, which was a, a series of online events which were spread across uh, basically zoom Facebook live and twitch live streams as well but um, I'm trying to think exactly where you'd be able to find that for but uh, find the details of that but if you go to Facebook and search
1: page, uh, yeah
0: yeah if you go, uh, search for Northwest Pinball summer camp I think you'll find the details of there because they uh, they're all held in different places you no know, there, there didn't seem to be a, a single unifying site where you could click on links to get to all of them. There's like an image and um, so that will give you the links to all those events that uh, are all pinball related as part of the Northwest Pinball Summer Camp. Right, and I to have all of it, so what did I miss? Uh, they were kind of they were like panel things, they were much like the Southern Fry Game Room Expo really, but probably you know, being from the Northwest also a little more um, how should we say um uh, well, I can't think of a good way of, of describing it but there were uh, things like they also had, had yoga sessions and things like that in there so it was more more mindful shall we say than, uh, than just purely about pinball it was uh, um, uh, it's an eclectic mix of uh, pinball related events so yeah go and, go and have a look and check it out for yourself so you yeah, well, know, take your fancy Obviously, at the time, they were, they were all, um, you know, interactive events, but um, a lot of them will, will be equally useful as, as recorded ones as well to, to watch back. And um, then I think it might be last weekend, actually, um, in Switzerland, there was a, uh, a pinball tournament. You don't hear many of those taking place, yeah. but certainly not in Europe. And the, the Pinball Alps took place in Switzerland, uh, 2,000 metres up a mountain. Yeah. It's as good a place as any to hold a tournament.
1: Yeah, and if um, you're already uh, short breathed because uh, of coronavirus, then uh, get moving up in the mountains with even <laughs> less air, uh, well, that's a good way to die.
0: Well, it's, I guess it's a kind of uh, test to see whether you're up to, uh, no, whether you're in good enough health to play in the tournament. If you survive, then you are. Right. Um, so, so it was held at a, a middle um, chairlift station on a mountain, it was um, yeah it looked, looked a beautiful uh, venue, and um, some big names were at the event. Some well, certainly some European big names, and it was um, Danielle attiari who, who won the won the tournament with uh, Michael Trepp uh, in second place. Oh. And if you want to see some of the some of the gameplay, you can just uh, hop hop over to Jim and Dina's pinball stream, which is JDL underscore pinball on Twitch. And you can see streams for uh, quite a lot of the games there as well as the final.
1: Right. Uh,
0: And you can guarantee some top-level
1: play. Right. And uh, so in number of participants, was it a a success or, I mean... that is uh, one fact I've been trying to find out the details of um,
0: and I haven't haven't seen listed anywhere because you know, previously you'd be able to go to the uh, IFPA website and look at the results on there because they're not taking any, any submissions at the moment so you can't see exactly who was on there There's only the top four were uh, were listed in the uh, on on the Facebook page and there's nothing on the website about it. So um, I don't exactly know how many people took place, but I, I will also con- uh, send congratulations to Dina, who uh, ended up in fourth place as well. So she was uh, in the semi-finals there and almost made it into the finals. So congratulations to her on on that performance. I think she's very happy with that. And uh, anyway. It's like jdl
1: underscore pinball on twitch and um and watch it all back for yourself and uh, pinball alps is the name of the tournament right and i think there was also the URL pinball if i'm not mistaken so mm-hmm. um yeah um then um well there is uh we had a fourth headline and uh, let's dive into that right now um uh, it was just two days ago that um, pinball designer Wayne Nines, who his uh, entire career is featured in Pinball Magazine number 5, which I highly recommend you read uh, because it covers over 180 different pinball machines designed by uh, uh, Wayne. Um, he celebrated his 102nd birthday uh, last Wednesday. Fantastic. Congratulations. Yeah. Huge congratulations to Wayne on that. Well... Um, in honor of his birthday, uh, I figured that was a good reason to give him a call. So, um, And I was able to record that call. So let's hear how my conversation with Wayne uh, went on his uh, on his birthday. Okay. Hello. Hello, Wayne. Yeah. This is Jonathan from Pinball Magazine in the Netherlands.
3: Hi, oh, Jonathan. How hey, are you Wayne.
1: doing? I'm doing great. I wanted uh, to wish you a very happy 102nd birthday.
3: Oh. You remembered.
1: I remember. Oh yeah, and I'm I'm very curious. Um, first of all, I'm very happy that you're uh, still with us, uh, especially in these 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 Corona times. Um, how are you doing?
3: Well, hanging in, you know, doing the best I can with with this Corona thing. We, I I keep it pretty even, but I don't I don't go out much at all. Of course, I can't go out much anymore. I can't. <laughs> I don't like to drive anymore, if I can help it. I I do drive, though. (laughs) But I shouldn't. But I I do. But I drive very carefully. Okay. I got Will here. Who is on the phone? Jonathan. You know Will, don't you? Yeah, I do. I I know. I do. He's been here an hour or two, a couple hours, and he's going to leave here in another few minutes. So we're just having a little snack to eat here before I throw him out the door you got to get home tonight, so uh, he'll be leaving shortly here. Right, but uh, but I'm sure glad you called, and I, I appreciate that call, you know, and, and the thought behind it. It's, right, it's great. And you know that that book you made was fabulous, absolutely fabulous. I, I thank you. I keep it you. on my table, and I look at it frequently, and and anyone that comes. Has to look at that book.
1: It's fabulous. Thank you. So, so any any new developments, or are you just like you said, hanging in there? And and no, no,
3: no developments at all. We just.
1: I thought you were going to uh, to get back into pinball design.
3: Oh no! <laughs> just for I, I, you know, I, I do think about, it, about <laughs> it once in a while, but I can't do that. I'm lucky to get up in the morning, hmm. and, and make breakfast. That's that's about the extent of my efforts today, and try to keep from falling. I've fallen a couple of times, and I'm pretty well banged up. But uh, but um, I'm going to try to behave myself and stay out of trouble. But <laughs> nothing but trouble, you know.
1: Right, right. So so. I,
3: I try to do too many things. I shouldn't do them.
1: Yeah, so. if you, uh, As you may recall, um, I was planning to visit you in March, and I'm very sorry that I was not able to do so due to the uh, coronavirus.
3: Well, it's not going to last forever.
1: Hopefully I not. Hope.
3: <laughs> Hopefully it's not. It's hard on us, but it's harder on the children, too. Yeah. It's hard on everybody, but uh, I... I, I worry about the children and the schools and uh, they, you know they're not getting their proper education
1: at your age I would be more concerned about yourself
3: well I'm not now anymore it's it's too I'm too old to worry about myself I, I you know the only thing I worry about is getting out of bed in the morning I, I get up every morning and get dressed I, I always get dressed before I eat breakfast I'm Make a nice breakfast. I always start out with that because it it makes the day. Right. Breakfast makes the day, and um, I have a I have a good breakfast every morning, and I I eat pretty good, but not as much as or, or the kind of food I should eat probably. But
1: I. Uh, well, you I must be doing something right because you're still with us.
3: Oh, yeah. I guess I guess so. I guess so. But I don't
1: know. I'll hang in there.
3: Well... Just, just keep in touch with me when you get a chance. You want to call out somebody and talk. I, I'd love to talk to you. Sure. No problem. Good.
1: Okay. So, okay. I wish you a very pleasant uh, uh, continuation of your uh, 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 birthday. The 102nd. You're officially now the oldest living pinball designer ever, I
3: think. Yeah, that's for sure. So, um, uh... Well, Will took a picture of that gadget that uh, had the 100 on it, remember? Yeah. And he made it, now 102. So he took a picture of 102. And I'm sure he'll put it out on the internet one of these, as soon as he gets home.
1: Right, I, I'm sure you'll send it to me. You've uh, been emailing about your uh, visiting you, so um, I look forward to 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 seeing those photos.
3: All right, I'm going to make sure he does it. Uh, so, so listen, you take care of him and give me a call when you can. Sure.
1: Thank you very much, I, and uh, I have a good day.
3: Thank you, and you
1: too. And there you have it. Wayne Nyan's 102 years old, um, still in, in reasonable condition, considering he's... Still driving system. as well, Yeah, Yeah. Um Yeah, I, I suppose he should be warning people when he goes out to drive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe he should have somebody walking in front of him with a red flag or something like that, like he used to
1: have. So, and um, um, during the call, I got the, the, the name of the person visiting Wayne, uh, 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 not correct, but that was Will White. Will, will White was visiting yeah. him, and um, uh, I haven't received the photos yet, but as soon as I do, I will include them in the uh, Pinball Magazine newsletter, which will go out in a few days. And um, well, yeah. we were, of course,
0: planning to go and visit Wayne, weren't we? And That's Will. Yeah. in fact uh, back in March, from,
1: back in March. Uh, after
0: the uh, the Texas Pinball Festival we're uh, part of our road trip on the way up to the Midwest gaming classic we' were yeah. going to be calling in to uh, to Wayne's place and, uh, and and having lunch there with him and, and will yeah uh, along with uh, with Gary as well and uh, but sadly that never came to happen and never came to pass this time so well I don't know whether, whether it will be possible to do it next year, but
1: uh, fingers crossed. Let's see, see what the situation is then. Yeah, speaking of Gary, I still am expecting Gary to uh, to give us a call. Usually does, and I'm surprised yeah. he hasn't called us so far yet. But uh, um, I think he's a little—I think he's a little bit worried about this this
0: virus thing. He's a bit vulnerable about that. You know, he's been uh, I mean, being very careful about where he goes out. And uh, always, well, at his age, I can definitely often, understand uh, that. You know, so um, he has to wear a mask, a face mask, as, as most of us do now in the UK as we go out. So. Um, uh, you know, it's uh, it's a worry. So maybe he has other things on his mind. But hopefully he'll call in. Anyway. Yeah,
1: okay. Well, uh, so hopefully still to come, Gary Flower on the phone. Uh, I, I do think that he had some interesting news with us to share. Um, mm. But, uh, well, getting back to, uh, to Wayne, um, yes, I'm happy to hear that he's uh, <clears throat> still around. Hanging in there, and um, but it's also a bit depressing. I mean, if the biggest accomplishment of your day is getting up in the morning, um, eh, not sure whether he's enjoying every part of the day as much as I would hope you would.
0: Well, it's gonna be it'll to be tough, uh,
1: if he, particularly if he, if he can't really go out
0: anywhere either, or have people come around to visit him due to the uh, the virus. No, he had to had to isolate in a way, just because of, uh, of that. I'm sure there'll be you no know, like us. There will be plenty of other people who like to come and see. Oh, Will
1: Will was there though, wasn't he? Yeah, he, exactly. He was, he was staying, I think, wasn't he? No, no. Uh, Wayne was kicking him out. Uh, he was ah, about to right. kick him out, uh, so to speak. And uh, Will had a long drive uh, back home, so I think he only stayed there for a couple of hours. And hopefully right. it, that was uh, in all the social distancing. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Um, anyway. But anyway, so uh, a hundred and sec- uh, 102. And yeah. uh, if I, I mentioned it in my call, but I think... Uh, that makes Wayne the longest living pinball designer ever. I'm trying yeah, to remember. I think, so. I think Steve Kornack, uh was also uh, past 100, but I'm, I don't think he made it until 102. If I'm no, I don't think so. No. So um, no, I think you're right. Yeah. So not only is Wayne uh, so the 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 longest living pinball designer and uh, uh, the oldest, but well, like I said, he's still alive. And uh, uh, I think we, we should we should, we should treasure he the fact. Defa- Sorry? Is he the most prolific designer? Is uh, he is he the one who's produced the most games? I think So, Well, well, he was definitely involved in the most games in the sense that um, he had like uh, 159 designs of his own listed on IPDB. There were a couple of games that never made it on IPDB because they were never commercially produced. They're just prototypes and Wayne threw them out because it was rubbish. Uh, But don't forget that um, uh, after his career in pinball design, he became chief engineer at uh, Gottlieb, Mm -hmm. which basically meant that he was overseeing the production of all the games being uh, uh, designed after that, uh, including uh, the hundreds of games that uh, Trinsky designed. So in that sense, Wayne is definitely the most prolific... Uh, a pinball designer of all time, and still with us. So, yeah, a true record breaker. And right. uh, as um, well, for those listening who have uh, Wayne's contact info, as you might have heard on his uh, uh, phone call, um, uh, he loves being uh, 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 reached out to. So, um, if you uh, if you are already acquainted with Wayne. Um, and you have some spare time, uh, do give him a call, because it really makes his day. Yeah, great. Oh, it's always nice.
0: So, that's um, 102nd birthday of Wayne. Congratulations to him, as we said before. Um, now, moving on to some of, some of the other news. There's... Um, Two years ago, it was uh, two years ago in in July. Actually, um, Pinball News uh, ran an article um, from uh, my colleague, Mick Brown, about the exhibition that was being hosted at the uh, the Rock and Roll Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. That uh, that exhibition is called uh, Part of the Machine: Rock and Pinball, and it's all about literally what it says the, the the collaboration between rock music and pinball and the and the way that uh, rockers been various bands and um, performers have appeared in pinball games throughout the year and the, the sort of synergy between between rock and roll and pinball you know the way they're both uh, seen as um, some sort of modern pop culture icons and also um, corruptors of youth, I suppose, as well would be a good way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so that exhibition ran from the, uh, in Cleveland uh, through to spring of last year uh, after which it was going on the road and it uh, opens it's opened already, actually, in Saratoga Springs in New York State. So uh, that's in the Universal Preservation Hall And that runs um, until September the twenty-sixth. So, if you want to get through there, uh, get to the uh, Saratoga Springs, you can get um, tickets. They're twenty dollars each for adults, ten dollars for students. But given this um, social distancing and um, and capacity limits, there's a maximum of twenty people allowed into the exhibition at any one time. So you have to book, and uh, booking gets you a ninety-minute time slot. To visit the exhibition and play the, the games they have set up there, there are quite a lot of games, I believe. And hopefully, we get a, a report about that as well fairly soon on People News. Um, a good friend of mine, Eric, um, is planning to go up there and uh, take some pictures and let us know how how the the uh, reciting of the uh, the exhibition is from uh, from Cleveland to Saratoga Springs. Right. So, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame exhibition on the road. Uh, parts
1: of the machine, rock and pinball, in Saratoga Springs. Hmm. Okay, well, it's a pity we can't fly to the U.S. from Europe right now, else uh, I would definitely I be know. interested in seeing it. So, Yeah, me too. It's killing us, but you, know, yeah. you can do what you can do. Okay. Uh, in, a way, in a way, it's
0: not killing us, so yeah. that's
1: good. Speaking <laughs> of uh, exhibitions, um, um, the, I, I received an email uh, from, I think it was Dan at the uh, Musee, Uh, Mechanique in San Francisco Mm -hmm. Um, I think we've both been at the Museum Mechanique uh, in San Francisco Um, and uh, uh, the Corona situation is uh, not doing uh, the museum any favors Um, and uh, therefore they started a uh, GoFundMe Campaign to support the museum. Um, If you go to their uh, website, which is uh, musémechanique dot com, uh, and uh, mechanique is uh, spelled the French way with uh, q u e dot com, um, uh, then uh, there's a pop-up that will uh, ask. Uh, if you want to support them, and um, um, if you didn't know uh, already, or if you haven't supported them, then uh, please do because it's a wonderful place to uh, to visit if you are in San Francisco. Um, it certainly is. Yeah, and uh, lots of um, great uh, old pinball, but not only pinball, but really old uh, any mechanical uh, coin-op devices uh, that you can sort of think of, you'll find there. Yeah, uh, there's
0: dioramas, pianolas, all kinds of uh, demonstration devices. You know, there's fortune telling uh, booths, um, uh, crane simulators. Oh, it's amazing. And it's all... You actually look at the mechanical... Functionality of these games—it's uh, they are they are a marvel, really. Oh yeah, they're, they're amazing.
1: Place. You really wonder, like, how did they ever figure that out?
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I agree. Um, definitely worth supporting, um, either by visiting when they yourself. I don't know whether they're open at the moment. Right. Um, uh, I know. I know California's had a, a sort of bit of a resurgence, and uh,
1: there's been some lockdowns.
0: But either way, if you can't revisit, then, uh, yeah, please yeah. make a
1: donation. Well, the, uh, uh, what's also interesting, and uh, maybe someone can fill me in on that, um, not that long ago, I think it was last month or six, seven weeks ago, uh, I recall there was a huge fire on uh, Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco. Oh, that's and, right. That's and right. I was wondering whether the museum mechanic was affected by that. Um, I tried to emailing back to Dan, but uh, for some odd reason that email bounced, and uh, I haven't heard back from him. So uh, if anybody uh, uh, can let me know, Uh, I don't think uh, it it wasn't mentioned in the original email that I received uh, from uh, Museum Mechanique that the museum was affected by the fire, but uh, um, so... I I, I
0: think at the time I checked um, and I I think I saw a post saying that, that the museum wasn't affected, but okay. um, that's, that's a, a vague recollection.
1: Uh, so uh, some confirmation will, will certainly be, uh, will be be welcome there. Right, okay. So if you want to support the uh, Museum Mechanique, go to their website, which is easy to find also, uh, if you just Google it, and uh, support them f- by making a donation. Excellent.
0: Yeah. Uh, that, our um, only other news item is, is something which I wanted to, to, to raise, and it's, it's something which I've experienced myself a while ago, but it seems to be coming a lot more prevalent now with, with all the pinball streams that we've been talking about and recordings are being on YouTube and so on. And a lot of the games that are being featured being licensed and featuring um,
3: License bands. Licensed music.
0: Yeah, that's right, licensed music. Um, there's been, a, been an issue with um, YouTube or Twitch or, or other um, hosting companies taking down some of these streams and recordings because they contain copyrighted music which is correct they do contain copyright but it's copyrighted to be used in the game and um, I had a similar thing I don't know probably about three years ago I think it was when I was at the uh, Pinball Expo and I was doing a walk around the the show hall there and that was a year when Dutch pinball, as we mentioned earlier, had their the big Lebowski game set up. They had a very good, impressive stand. I think they had three machines there, and a a big banner, and um, obviously the rugs. and um, I, 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 no, It was a uh, a big push for them to to sell the game, and they they were turned up reasonably loud. And so I was sort of hovering around there, trying to get some good shots of the game. And in the background, I think it was playing the Bob Dylan. Music that was featured in in the actual game. And that I think this was this was before they were they were discovered yeah. they weren't actually allowed to to use. Bob yeah, they re-
1: eventually TouchPimple replaced uh, the original songs with instrumental versions that uh, were basically very well done cover versions.
0: Yeah, yeah. So this this was the original that was being played, and I think it was like a, a, a thirty minute video walking around, and there was a probably. Twenty seconds of of ambient sound of, of Bob Dylan music, and that was enough for YouTube to take take the entire thing down and said it was a copyright infringement. Right. Now, of course, all this stuff's done automatic automatically these days. You know, there's uh, algorithms that run through the audio and check for for matches. But uh, that's happening to an awful lot of people now, and um, it's something we we're going to see in, a lot in the in the future. And I think. Um, if you're uploading stuff to YouTube as a, um, not live, but as a pre-record, I think you have to be very careful um, to, to make sure you take out or blank any audio that might be seen as a, a copyright infringement, right. because otherwise um, you might find you know, you're out there promoting your your clips and posting them everywhere, and then all of a sudden they're not there anymore.
1: Yeah, I'm, uh, I was aware that uh, well, Jack Danger basically lost six years of streaming because it was all taken down because of music uh, being in the background from the game that that's um, uh, well protected. So to speak, and uh, there is this. Uh, I'm not sure whether it's a new company, but I think it's called like DMCA, uh, who are very actively, uh, basically, shutting down streams and and what have you. So, uh, I think
0: it's. Uh, I think it's a it's a law. It's the Digital Music Copyright Act. I think that. Uh, oh yeah, whatever. So. It gives them the gives them the right to do that, but also you have to be. You have to be so careful with not only the, the, the clips being taken down, but uh, also counts as a strike against your account. And uh, after so many strikes, they, uh, they're liable to close your account. So, you know, you might have a whole bunch of clips up there you didn't know anything about, but uh, and that, they all taken down. If you upload one more, that might be the one that takes you over the limit on the number of strikes you're allowed to have. And you get your, your entire account with YouTube or Twitch.
1: I'm, I'm still curious how that relates to how many people you draw into the channel. Uh, I can imagine that if you draw a lot of people, they might be far more uh, willing to to uh, let things slide a little bit than if you're mm-hmm. not drawing anybody in.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah, if it's making money for them,
1: mm-hmm. yes.
0: Yeah, But anyway, just something to be aware of. And um, in the end, I had to re-render... The uh, the clip and, and blank out that the audio oh. from that section uh, right. of the of the expo walk around <laughs> and put a little um, no, message on the screen explaining why, but it's it's extra work and um, I think it's, if you, that, you, that's being done
1: automatically now, right? It, 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 oh yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, these algorithms are, are checking through and just automatically flagging it up and taking it offline for you.
1: Right, or right. or muting certain parts of your video, and... Um, oh, if they do that,
0: that's that's, that's okay. But obviously it um, depends whether that also gets you a strike
1: against your account. Hmm. Right, okay. Well, you mentioned I mean, in the it's... end, and of course in the end, or at the end in this case... Um, well, you probably hear it from the noise uh, in the back. Um, my phone is ringing and um, oh. uh, gary flower is uh, calling he's him. In. Great. He's in so um, usually um well without risking him not uh, coming on the show let's see what he has to say yeah right hello gary uh, hello Hi, gary, gary i'm glad, i'm glad Oh. sorry gary? Uh, sorry gary he's, I think he's still got his mask on gary i don't know Take
0: what the mask on
1: Hi. Gary we um, can't yeah. hear what you're saying no. uh, I think you, you should probably take your mask off if you have a mask on take it yeah, off because you sound, I it sounds back. like somebody's
0: I hear you. sounds like you're talking through a pillow right
1: exactly uh, yeah sorry, sorry, sorry. Ah, this okay. is not uh, going anywhere I uh, can't understand the word he's saying um, oh, well we'll get back to him next time and find out
0: what all the compelling news is and uh, we'll bring that to you as soon as we possibly can
1: right yeah okay in the meantime stay healthy Gary yeah, So keep, keep wearing mask your on. Yeah, keep the mask on. But, and not when you call uh, us. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So Oh, well, I guess that rounds it up for uh, this episode uh, of the uh, Pinball Magazine and Pinball News uh, podcast. Thank you for uh, being with us. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. And um, as always, um, if you uh, wish to read a um, sort of summary uh, of the uh, the news of the past month which in this case was uh, July 2020 uh, make sure you subscribe to the uh, pinball magazine newsletter uh, which is completely free by the way and that uh, that gives you a monthly update at the beginning of each month uh, on, on the pinball industry news uh, um, and, and, and everything else around it that we find interesting and,
0: fantastic uh, yeah um, so we'll be back um, next month to look back at uh, august 2020 right and all the events that are going to happen there and we you know as as we always say even even the quietest months they seem like they're quiet but we talk about them and a the whole whole bunch of new interesting bits and pieces come out so we never quite know what we're going to say or uh, or what we're going to be talking about but there's always something to talk about in the pinball industry and right. uh, and that's why we're here to to, uh, to bring you up to date
1: yeah so we hope you enjoyed this uh, this episode, and we look forward to uh, coming back to you next month. Until then, from from uh, myself, Martin, and from my colleague Jonathan,
0: we wish you a very happy uh, August, and we'll see you at the end of it in, uh, when we look back again uh, at the month in, in the pinball business.
1: Okay. okay? So uh, enjoy the summer, uh, stay healthy, and until next month. Bye bye.
3: Bye bye.